Hello again everybody, this is uh, Jason Powers. Hopefully you're having a good Friday. As probably you've uh, heard by now, we have a major problem in Afghanistan. So far, Joe Biden has come out and done Joe Biden things. And as we wait in the lurch, um, there should be plans to evacuate as many Americans that are on the ground there at present through any means necessary, including foreign uh, uh, allies who are doing their job while our American soldiers are being told to uh, uh, prioritize Afghani refugees over American pe people. This and more as we go through Twitter, we go over Biden's speech, and we develop an attack plan to impeach the 46th President of the United States. Hello again, everybody. Uh, it's Jason Powers. I'm going to try to do about an hour here on uh, a uh, podcast today. What a Friday. A lot of news going on. So Biden came out and talked to all of us and let us know what a nimkow poop he is. And um, well, without further ado, we'll uh, let, let Mr. Biden do some talking for himself and then we'll uh, go from there. 20 years of American military action in Afghanistan. Thank you, and may God bless you, our troops, and our diplomats, and all those serving in harm's way. And now I'll take questions. AP, Zeke Miller. Afghanistan, but you also promised not to, to help to bring out those who helped America in its war effort. We've seen these heart-wrenching images at the Kabul airport of people trying to get there, say nothing of the people who can't get to that airport. We made the commitment to get American troops out, uh, to get, uh, get American citizens out. Will you make the same commitment to those who assisted in the American war effort over the last 20 years, number one? And then number two, what is your message to the America's partners around the world who have criticized not the withdrawal, but the conduct of that withdrawal and made, it, made them question America's credibility on the world stage? I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. We've spoken with NATO allies, the Secretary of State. Our national security advisors have been in contact with his counterparts throughout the world and our allies, as has the general, or excuse me, I keep calling him a general, but my Secretary of Defense. The fact of the matter is, I have not seen that. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite I've got 
exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. Look, let's put this thing in perspective here. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point? What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point? What ain't that a ringing endorsement for bullshit that he's put on uh, put on um, display here? Uh, I don't know, Joe. We could have uh, gotten out of Afghanistan in a more uh, normal and rational manner. I think everybody would realize that uh, you were uh, president of the United States of America on January 20th. And from January 20th until this month, you had all kinds of things you could have done. And you didn't have to necessarily follow the agreement of the prior president. It's been done before, where you've kill, you killed off many a program that pr- Trump was working on. This one you decided to be a, an idiot on. If you would have just held to the original agreement, if you had withdrawn from day one, if you had been pulling out soldiers and pulling out equipment or, sat, or uh, making sure equipment didn't work any further, uh, you could have saved us a, host, a whole host of troubles and heartaches. But of course, you don't lead. You just do whatever it is that you're doing, which is usually taking a nap. I'm not going to go down the road with him all the way. I, I don't got the patience for that, but I want to get to one of his comments towards the end here. I recorded like 20 I recorded his uh, comments. I think we got uh, this queued up here. We'll go from there, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to... New setup. Yeah, at, at, at some point. But the point was that although we were in contact with the Taliban and Doha for this whole period of time, at some point wasn't expected to be the total demise of the Afghan National Force, which was 300 persons. <laughs> 300 persons, yeah, it was 300 persons. And they gave it Kamala sitting in the background, and, and, and she, I, I got a, I didn't get a response yet, but her eyes probably were like, what the hell? 300 people, what are you talking about? Yeah, Joe, Joe gets a lot of things messed up. He, he doesn't have uh, the sharpest mind. He doesn't belong in the presidency. He never did belong in the presidency. We probably have the most uneducated. Uh, well, let's just say this: uh, he may have gotten education, but he surely he's lost whatever brain cells he ever had, and only brain cells he ever had were always committed to corruption. So we're not going to go down that road any further. Everybody knows he's a train wreck. So Jack Posobiec, uh, about 19 minutes ago, uh, retweeted. Uh, so uh, the LA Times retweeted out that Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. They're not even hiding it anymore. They're not even hiding how ignorant they sound. Um, using and and they say you've been warned. So this is this is uh, the people of California being being wholly gaslighted to believe something about uh, about anybody. They're using this hustle. Uh, uh, this white supremacy. Here it is. We have people coming or pouring across our border. We have Afghanis being airlifted out of out of uh, Afghanistan, uh, and that we don't know who they are. We don't know if they're Afghanis. We don't know what kind of terrorists they are. We don't know anything about these people. We just put them on a plane, and meanwhile, we left all our American people there. They prioritized 5,800, at least according to one military general. Over over the remaining uh, Americans, so we had 200 come out and fi- 5,800 Afghanis being loaded on uh, C-17s and C-130s. These people are just despicable. It's pretty bad. There's there's so much news. Uh, 
So yeah, a few hours ago, Owen Schwarrier was uh, charged over January 6th. I haven't followed up on it. I tried to get on InfoWars, but my uh, feed wouldn't play. It would show video, but wouldn't uh, play audio, so I didn't know what Owen or Alex Jones was saying at the time. Then meanwhile, we have Moderna and Pfizer, or F the FDA is trying to go ahead with the approval on vaccines, evidently by Monday. Uh, these people are so evil. The FDA has, I think they have 55 chairs, and most of them are tied to the vaccine industry, or work for like, for example, uh, Gilead, and they work for these various uh, drug pharmaceutical companies. People that are so self self absorbed, and they're going to approve this, and they know all the uh, they know all the data is coming out that's actually wrecking this, and they hustled this through, they fast forwarded this, they're going to approve these these experimental everything about this is just repulsive to anything. You can tell how hard left these uh, these particular organizations and how bought and paid for they are by the industries that they're representing. And they're going to cause serious... I mean, do not believe in the FDA any further. Anything that they approve, you, you, you might as well just say forget it. Because if these go through, and if people are, are now being uh, forced to take these vaccines, and if there is the, if the side effects that are coming, and the, the things that have already come out about you know, uh, mitocarditis and a whole, whole, whole host of uh, horrors for the younger kids... Nevertheless, the other other uh, potential populations being affected by it, women in particular, they're having problems with menstruation. They're trying to stick needles into pregnant women. This is the most obscene, criminal, despicable uh, representation of science I've ever seen in my life. And when this falls back on their head, we are, as people of this country, if we can maintain a country, FDA is over with. So is the CDC. So is the NIH. They're never going to get any funding again. I will strip them of, if I was in any kind of position, I would make, I would make it my mission to make sure that they never get a single dollar left. And that all the people there either get fired, arrested, or both. Because they are, they are operating in repulsive ways towards the towards the ability of science to create things. They're doing everything that the CCP wants them to do. I have a sinking suspicion that most of this 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 uh, this master plan is being driven from so many sources, but one thing's for certain, it's being driven to destroy the United States. It's being destroyed. Every institution is corrupt maligned with people that are, are filled with hate and evil towards all kinds of individuals because they're never held to any account they're just they're just going about this i don't care if they they have, they're your friends i don't care if they your family members and they work for these organizations that should get a clue you in they think that this is all bullshit that this is a game this is not a game for the rest of us these are our lives that we're we put up we put trust in these organizations you can't trust them anymore if you can't trust something, then why would you ever want to go towards them? We need to fund them and get rid of them. It's just my rant. I just, I, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so upset by that. So, oh, uh, David Thunder tweeted: D "Digital passports are a threat to all of us, including the vax. 
this is true, but governments are using a strategy of divide and conquer so many cannot see what a good for the goose is good for the gander. Exactly. It's all been divide and conquer. Uh, actually, so here you go. Here's a... Uh, I haven't heard from this guy in a while. I don't even know what this... I, I retweeted it, but I didn't real, I didn't listen is to it. Is the center of disease control... Uh, you would think that novel coronaviruses, novel coronaviruses, or novel lung infections like what we had in the summer of 2019 would be the most interesting thing the CDC could possibly be spending their time on. But in actual fact, it's the thing that they spent the most time covering up. It's the thing that they spent the most time not following up on. This is Dr. Redfield, the head of the CDC, in the Senate testimony in March saying, did you follow up on those mysterious vaping deaths that looked like influenza deaths that turned out not to be flu deaths that look a lot like coronavirus deaths with that ground glass opacity in the lungs? It seems like this would become the number one focus of the CDC, trying to find out where the fire started so they could keep other fires from starting. This is what the CDC is supposed to do. And I'll just show you here how massive the complex is. It's not for lack of people and buildings. It goes on forever. It's a massive, massive complex. As you can see, you would think with all the people here, with coronavirus being the most important thing in affecting the world, that this would be the most important focus, which is how did it start in the United States? Yet, we have Dr. Redfield covering it up. You could see where, if you were the foreign ministry spokesman in China, you could see where this would be quite upsetting. You sent all these people over from your U.S. forts, where you've conducted illegal virus vaccine tests for 30 years, Dr. Redfield. You loaded up the plane, and you sent all these military athletes to us in Wuhan? What? And you're not going to give us the records of the athletes or the State Department contingent? What? Here we are. A lot more worried about global security than they do seem to be with the disease prevention. Now, Mr. Webb here, I mean, he calls himself some investigator. He got suspended off of uh, YouTube. That's part of the reason why I retweeted this. Now, what he's talking to is the, the military games that were um, athletes uh, from the all around the world appeared in Wuhan uh, in uh, October 2019, actually on the same day that the Event 201 takes place. Now, he has an alternative hypothesis. As a matter of fact, he doesn't really care too much about the, the hypothesis that other people have put forth. But that's the reason why I actually entertain him because, you know what, he may, he may have part of the puzzle. Like anything else, this is a this is a game of Jenga, and, and instead of trying to pull the pieces out, we're trying to put the pieces back in and trying to figure out what the hell went actually went down since ostensibly uh, middle of uh, 2019. There was a ghost sign of something. Something got kicked. Something got pushed forward, um, and he it mentioned summer. I'm gonna think around the time of Epstein that there was something that must have got pulled out from under and said, "Let's let's make this go." So, 
I'm going to go down the list here. I, I retweet a lot of stuff over the... So, Biden in particular. So, oh yeah, this is another tweet from Jeffrey Dove Jr. Uh, so, there's $85 billion worth of U.S. funding to Afghanistan, 600,000 weapons, 75,000 vehicles, 200, 200 aircraft, according to the GAO report, which is a general accounting office. Um, yeah. And then you got, of course, the uh, Australians, which are just going off the charts. But, uh, oh, and I got a nice little chart here from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Somebody put something together for it. It looks kind of cool. Huge mineral wealth discovered in Afghanistan. So U.S. geologists have reportedly discovered nearly a trillion dollars worth of untapped mineral deposits in Afghanistan. The deposits, which include huge veins of iron, copper, gold, cobalt, and lithium, are enough to turn the impoverished nation into one of the world's leading mineral uh, mineral uh, uh, centers. So yeah, there's a copper mine near Kabul. There's a uh, let's see what is it, the Hajak uh, iron deposit. So there's supposedly 1.8 billion tons of high quality iron ore expected to open for international bidding this year. So nickel, cobalt, gold, uh, molybdenum, uh, and there's uh, others. This is according to, let's see, the Globe and Mail. The source was the New York Times, the Geological Survey, and Afghan Geological Survey. So, yeah, this was a, this is quite interesting that we we were babysitting this, and then now it's uh, being destroyed. Um, this is, and, and it's all, you know, obviously the China, Russia, Pakistan, Iran, all our enemies are in, involved in this shit. It just... It's just beyond comprehension that this is going on. Um, and meanwhile, so today, Ashley Babbitt, her uh, her uh, supposed uh, her uh, shooter was uh, given a free pass, and Owen Shorier, obviously on Infowars, so they're trying to change the narrative, and the, F- and the FBI comes out and says, well. There wasn't quite enough uh, information to say that uh, there was a plan or a plot in place, but, but of course, you know, there was enough for them to stir it up for goddamn uh, seven months because that's what the Democrats do, and they were blaming, and and it, and it gets even worse. So today, um, I'm going all over the place. Uh, I just got this a tweet a few minutes ago. Uh, from the Virginia, Virginia Virginia Project. So there's this Twitter search. I'm gonna read this. I'm not. There's no credence to this. This is just what's being pushed around uh, by some some uh, propagandists out there. There's a guy named uh, Brian M. He's a blue wave. He talks about the GOP and he talks about how you know it's all about projection. He he's got you know he's got some of it right obviously because the GOP sucks, but. He, he writes, quote, The former Afghan president fled with $165 million to Dubai, UAE. Trump, Pompeo, Kushner, and Taliban closed this bribe deal, bribe deal in Doha. Biden was locked out of intelligence during the transition. It's high time to Benghazi the shit out of Trump, Pompeo, and Kushner. You know, this is how, this is how malevolent these people are. They think they actually got something, and it's being pushed around by all their... Uh, it's been copied and pasted by a bunch of different people, and they they do the same. They write the same thing over and over again. It's you know this is these are this is Twitter and this is propaganda. This is the kind of shit that you'll see all night. 
not to cuss cuss up a storm. I'm trying to cut back on that, but right now you, I'm in a mood. Everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's people that are tweeting about this. So you leave behind $80 billion worth of equipment. You There's $1 trillion worth of mineral uh, precious minerals that, of course, if you were planning on staying there for 20 years, you would have thought, just, just speculating, you would have... Uh, uh, either, you know, literally just turned it into a colony and said, okay, this is what we're going to de- uh, defend and and be damned with the people other than the, the people that aren't fighting you and just said, okay, this is this is our new colony. I mean, if you're going to do nation building, I mean, that's what the, that's what they said they were going to do. We're going to we're going to stand up the people. You can't stand up people that don't want you there. So, you know, why even bother? Why even bother with that BS? And of course, you know, you know, we're, we're supposed to not be occupiers forever. Well, that's right. We should have been out of there in, in probably six months if, if, if uh, memory serves from the time that 9-11 happened. They should have been out of there by 2002. And we should have uh, did a better job with uh, protecting our own borders and closing off uh, immigration uh, issues and obviously vetting people and instead of uh, uh, passing the Patriot Act and using it against the American people, which we did, according to even Julian Assange. Uh, instead, we're here we are today, still fighting the same stupid effing war, and now we have a tragedy unfolding right before I... Oh, here we go. So, Joseph Flynn, he tweeted this just a minute. Okay, here we go. we got something big here. This is from ABC. So, let's see if I can get it up. Eventually. Many days now, and Ian, I want to get right to something the president was pressed on there uh, from our own Stephanie Ramos, who was there at the White House. She asked about uh, Americans and Afghans who are uh, in Kabul and beyond who are trying to uh, get to that airport. But as you have reported for many nights on World News Tonight, the Taliban controls the checkpoint, the Taliban and convoys around that country. How do you get those families to the airport? The president said he has no intelligence that Americans have been unable to get there. Uh, the question, obviously, does that square with reporting on the ground? I mean, just totally not. Uh, I mean, the reaction was, was pretty much one of, of, I mean, it was breathtaking. No indication Americans can't get to the airports. I mean, last night on World News, we had American citizens who had exactly that experience. They tried to get to the airport. They had waived their American passports. The president talked about all they had to do was present their passports and they'd be allowed through. They were beaten by the Taliban uh, with uh, the rubber fan belt from a vehicle. Uh, Multiple examples of Americans and Afghans, SIV applicants, who have now tried repeatedly. There's one woman we're tracking. She's back at the airport tonight. This is her third night in the row. Gates haven't opened. The Taliban haven't let her through. Uh, it, it just seems the reality and the rhetoric are miles apart. Uh, I'm not quite sure what, what advice the president's receiving, but the truth on the ground is that, that these people who are in fear of their lives can't get through. I want to get to our senior foreign... So that was from ABC. Um, that was uh, Ian McKell. I can't remember his name, but his first name is Ian. So obviously you can kind of figure he was a British um, reporter. On the on the ground, so just another just god awful mess of lies that we're being sucked into, and of course now it looks like the mainstream media is at least uh, acknowledging this fact and going a little bit uh, more at directly at Biden, which is a good thing, and we need to use that as a, if 
here's the two plan two prong plan I was thinking about planning. Um, the idea is is the Republicans, if they whatever Republicans are actually got spine, you, you, obviously you need to be thinking about how to help get these Americans out of there through. I would say it seems like international means anybody you can uh, uh, press with. So if anyone's got a plane, anybody wants to do a rescue mission, anybody with the British government, the French government, the Germans, the Italians, you know, anybody we're aligned with that we can we have certain uh, aspects and deals with, and obviously the Middle East, if the, some of them are willing to work with us, like Saudi Arabia, Qatar, you know, I'm not really, they're flying through Dubai, but I don't know how, how this is all going to work out, but nevertheless, they need to be doing whatever they can to get the people out of there over this weekend. Time is running out for those people on the ground. I mean, this has been in the, Af- uh, the what do you call it, the Taliban's hand for the last six days, ostensibly, since Sunday was when it actually fell. In six days, you, I mean, the, the humanitarian crisis is, is going to, is going to really start to unfold here in the next couple of days because uh, you're talking food, water, hiding. You know they're going around, they're rounding up people. You see pictures of people lying on the ground or sitting on the ground. Uh, that's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And I don't know what the window of opportunity is going to be. I don't. They say, you know, they say, oh, they got an agreement with the uh, Taliban. Well, I mean. Agreements are agreements until they're no longer agreements. Supposedly, there is no real agreement. There's just they're just, they're they're not really meaning this. Oh my God! So Luke Radowski, I'm shifting gears here. So this is in France. There's some crazy supermarket bouncer to deny people basic human rights to food and water because they, they don't get the right government permission slip. <coughs> Yeah, that's a lady. I don't speak French, so I have no idea what she's saying. But obviously, she's there's these two uh, French, there two black guys, rather large, probably about six foot tall. So they they were disallowing her from going in the door. This is going on around the world. I evidently we got that going in. Uh, this is a very highly coordinated plan, driven by our friends at the World Economic Forum and China. They're using the China model. That's the reason why Australia and New Zealand are locked down. We all know that. Um, I saw a tweet about the truckers in Australia thinking about they're trying to stop this, stop this garbage. They're going to try to do something, which they can. I mean, if the truckers did align the way they do, they can shut down. They can paralyze a country. Mark my words. Uh, they can. They, they, if they decide not to ship food, if they decide to stop their trucks. To stop, to decide to blockade the policeman or the government would then have to step in, and the government has. This has gone on before, by the way. Uh, this idea of going on strike uh, right after World War II. It happened here in the United States. As actually one of the 
uh, was a there was a Supreme Court decision regarding this because Harry Truman was trying to uh, there was massive I guess you could say there was a massive uh, problem and issue I, I don't remember all the details but it did happen it's happened before but that was so they went on strike and they they um, they said they wouldn't go back to work they paralyzed train traffic and and shipments because if you can control a country's supply chain you can control a country which is what China's actually trying to do um, and we've heard I heard reports out of China says they're trying to shut down ports or specifically shut down ports that are uh, shipping out goods to the United States in the Europe in particular and these these things aren't just happening by these aren't just accidental things these are being driven by purposeful policies uh, this is a power grab and and we're in phase two of it the first phase was to get us all ginned up on fear uh, put in the right people they think in the right places it's what's repulsive about it is that we have so many healthcare workers who either bought into the fear or bought and paid for who pushed this shit all the way through so uh, I'm hoping that'll change um, looking at there's not <laughs> Twitter's good Twitter always has there's plenty of stories you can, I could go down a bunch of road uh, okay so here we go we're gonna play something from um, uh, John Fredericks I mean, there's many risks. I would say, first of all, I don't think, uh, you know, Joe Biden knows the difference between an apple and orange at this point. Many people compare him to a vegetable. But it's odd because the raid for Osama bin Laden was launched from Jalalabad, now under Taliban control. In 1999 and 2000, when the CIA built a predator drone to kill Osama bin Laden, they had him in the sights, Bill Clinton wouldn't pull the trigger. Those bases were out of Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. So the idea that we would somehow be able to conduct these operations, the CIA would be able to somehow sneak into Afghanistan uh, to get more intel it is kind of crazy. When you think about it, you have to have a base in the region, um, and Joe Biden has made no provisions for this. And I would just wonder, you know, it seems like he's convincing himself when he's talking during these press conferences. He's trying to bolster his, his own opinion, uh, but he also just seems lost. So. You gotta remember, 9-11 hijackers, they all came from third-party countries trained in Afghanistan. So there are many issues. Bringing 30,000 Afghans here without betting is gonna be a big problem. That's a boom. Correct. There's no reason whatsoever to do this, but yet we have a president who is basically committing treason by doing this. His job is to support and defend and protect us against foreign adversaries and domestic. He... He kind of, he's he turned and pivoted towards domestic things, but there is no domestic threat. It's just leftist projection and, and, and people that are very insecure in Washington D.C. because they know they're caught. They're all corrupt and they know it. And they know they know that if if it ever gets out about them, that that's all she wrote. That everybody would will will abandon them, call for their call for their removal from office, and call for investigations including criminal actions. So yeah, if if reporters were actually on the ball and they were being supported, uh, many of these reporters hold this evidence already on these people. By the way, even people who do cursory background checks can figure this out. The money, if you investigate the money, that's the biggest issue. 
you know, when they say follow the money, well, the most of us don't have the don't have the access to people's bank accounts, and we don't have the federal uh, mandate or authority to subpoena records to get access to people's cash flows. But you can usually tell by spending. That's one of the key aspects of the CIA uh, and, and other uh, agencies that, that vet people. They vet their money, monetary, uh, their, where their money's going, where it's coming from. Whether somebody goes from, um, you know, that makes one hundred fifty or $200,000 a year on a government salary, and yet they got a $4 million mansion out there, a stack of bricks, and they just bought it, and then they bought themselves a luxury car, and they put their kids in a private school that costs $50,000 a year. They start, or 75 now, I don't know, the, the price has gone up astronomically, but point being is when they're spending money like it's water and they're making a government salary, that's your first indication that they're being, they're on the take and they're, and people will, there's always the, the argument, well, they just have good investments, all bullshit. Uh, or especially when you're talking about gov- government officials, who that's all they ever have done. They've never owned a private business and they're not from, they're not, they never made money through private organizations. So young conservatives of Texas, you should be concerned when the government says our kids no, they're not. And this was from August 18th, President Biden. We will not sit by as governors try to block or intimidate educators protecting your kids against COVID-19. This isn't about politics. Oh, it's all about politics for you, idiot. <clears throat> anyway, uh, then we got our favored, favored dancing, dancing idiot up in uh, Canada. So, you deserve better. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say get vaccinated and you know what if you don't want to get vaccinated that's your choice but don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk we need to be strong in the decisions we're taking going forward and we need to put people first which we have always done and i'll be honest you know like i do there's lots of people out there who don't agree with that and the reality is, that's okay. We're in a democracy. People can make themselves hurt. And that's part of why we need to have this moment for people to make that choice for the future. The counter to tyranny is democracy, is elections. And that's exactly what we're putting forward. Because we have put Canadians at the forefront of everything we've done. And we know that's what we're going to continue to do. So I need you, all of you, to keep stepping up. We need to keep working to protect and build a better future together. And that's why I need you to continue to step up. I need you to talk to your neighbors and talk to your friends. Talk to those folks who are still wondering whether they should get vaccinated and tell them, yes, they need to get vaccinated so we protect ourselves, protect our communities, and protect our kids who can't yet get vaccinated that's what we need to do i need you to get out so yeah there's your messaging from the justin trudeau mr globalist cuck dude hasn't has no idea what he's talking about of course you know he's a pure show he loves china he thinks they have a good model so we don't need really go down the road too far there but he's just there you go there's the messaging well you're putting other people at risk this uh, idea of uh, shifting all the blame onto other people 
instead of uh, having to, having any personal account for your own own health and privacy and being able and oh by the way realizing that these vaccines are not effective so therefore you're just shooting shit in your body that doesn't work and we're just ignoring ignoring uh, natural immunity and antibodies and testing of those things because you know heck that's too inconvenient we don't want that we just want you to take a shot and then he's talking about kids so that tells you where and you hear you hear a few people in the background uh, you know seal clapping for his ass it just makes you sick they're they're so psychologically uh, disturbed that nobody can tell them anything different so Here's a funny thing. So in the politics trending right now, we got Trump was right, 86,000 retweets. And we got Biden as a fa- failure at 20,000. Well, there you go. So Trump was right as 86. Biden as a failure is 20,000. <laughs> well, there's a good there's a good mashup. So more <laughs> four to one people think that Trump was absolutely right and, and Biden is a failure. <laughs> Uh, that makes you that makes you happy to see. Now, if we can, uh, those that actually want to look at things in a rational manner and get back to reality, I tell you, man, this is going to be a long weekend to see what what transpires politically. Um, I'm just looking through other things here. I guess I should refresh to get the new the latest and greatest here. So Debbie Aldrich is at the top of my feed. I've been following her for several years now. Okay, she's, she's talking about Afghanistan. General Spaulding, another one I follow. What? U.S. generals tell British Special Forces, stop rescuing people in Kabul. You're making us look bad. <laughs> A U.S. general said that, evidently. Oh, my God. That's published by the Washington Examiner. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. You're making us look bad. Yeah, because they're doing their damn job. <laughs> Yeah, I could see how that would be a problem for somebody who's taking orders with a pink pink hat on and listening to talking about white rage down in D.C. Uh, boy, so see Taylor impeached Biden. She's got one. She introduced three impeachment resolutions against Joe Biden for his dereliction of duty. She did that four months ago. So Green has introduced something. Uh, I'll read a little bit from it. I'll see what I can get, but I want to see where she's at on it uh, something about he should be tried and sent, convicted and removed from office let's see what what does she say his articles are as soon as I can get the get the change here so dereliction of duty she's calling Job failed to secure the extraction of thousands of Americans between August 14th and August 16th as commander in chief Joe Biden has armed our enemies by leaving numerous weapons Joe Biden has shown the American people that his administration failed to properly prepare for extraction of civilian and military assets, Joe Biden abandoned tens of thousands of American citizens and Afghan allies stuck in Afghanistan at the danger of being captured, tortured, held hostage, and ransomed or killed. And it's, so that demonstrates his uh, dereliction of duty. So that's dereliction of duty article for border crisis. So she goes to the border crisis. Uh, I'm not going to go down the list of that. There's a lot there. And see what the third article is. Uh, for... Uh, usurping congressional authority and by ignoring judicial authority of the Supreme Court. So yes, that did happen because he he put in in September 2020 the Centers of Disease Control Prevention issued an order temporarily halting residential evictions to stop the spread of COVID-19 under Section 361 of the Public Health Safety Act. 
According to the Department of Health and Human Services, Section 361 of the Public Health Service Act, 42 U.S. 264, gives the Secretary of, human, Secretary of Health and Human Services the authorization to make, take measures to prevent the entry and spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the United States between states and between states. Uh, CDC's order, she needs to learn how to spell, she starts with he, the CDC's order was extended by Biden administration in March 2020 to remain in effect through June 30th, after which it was extended again through July 31st. Justice Kavanaugh expressed on June 29th that the Congress and not the executive branch is responsible for taking legislative action on the eviction moratorium in response to COVID-19. And then he explicitly stated, in my view, clear and specific congressional authorization via new legislation would be necessary for the CDC to expand the moratorium past July 31. So they went ahead and do, they directly contradicted that by these actions. President Biden has demonstrated his manifest disrespect for Congress, the American people, and the rule of law. Yeah, we should have never allowed for the moratorium um, that's been one of the bigger policy failures actually across two administrations to be fair unlike most people I can I can admit that that I could I could realize and reflect on on the fact that it was okay to do so last year for I would say a minimum of three months but that's assuming I believe that this this actual pandemic should have been uh, extenuated if we would have just treated it like a normal virus and uh, provided therapeutics, we would have never been in this whole hole to begin with. But that was, of course, never the plan. The plan was to use this to politically exploit it, to usher in communism under, or socialism, however you want to pronounce it. But, you know, usher in all this, and we see the massive spending plans and the, the massive push to defund the police while, uh, you know, obviously they want all the middle class to disappear because they... And only people that are benefiting from this is the top elite people. So, there's my rant on that. <laughs> uh, so, Brian O'Shea, who's uh, the husband of um, Naomi Wolf, if you didn't know that, he's on Twitter, and I've been following him for a while. So, a study of COVID transmission among 90,000 students found no statistically significant benefit to masking students at school. Thanks for sharing, and, and he cites a bunch of different people. But that's published in the New, New York Magazine. So there's no no suggesting no clear benefit from school mass mandates, which, of course, you know, we already kind of knew this, but that has not been <clears throat> that has not been messaged very well. Oh boy, this ought to be funny. So General Spalding retweeted Tandy, and he's got this picture of these three Hollywood clowns. Uh, one of them was um, I can't think of what his name is. Uh, uh, we'll see what they say, but they're they're Hollywood, so we're not going to go down that. But she says that the montage video pleading for with the Taliban to be fair and equitable. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's that's what that's what terrorists do. They're always about fair and equitable. Meanwhile, we know that they actually have a the. A, a sexual deviancy that you know would be obviously punished in America for minimum of twenty years, if not life. And yet here we are. This is where we're at today. This is what happens when you let your values just go to go to hell in a handbasket. You wind up with this kind of crap. And it, uh, we have uh, we have yet to show the political will to reverse this because we have a bunch of people that that 
have always used or exploited any any misstep on the right to turn around and say that we're they're they're morally superior when the reality is they just they just they can't look in the mirror and say you know we all we have all made flaws and mistakes in our lives and we should be um, still looking to do the right things which of the course if you're young and impressionable and and easily exploitable that's never going to happen let's see here so Nana Hayworth she worked for Trump uh, actually she's listed as yeah she uh, she's a member of the Trump uh, 2020 advisory board uh, voted for him I love this she retweeted Drew Thomas Allen. I think it was Obama who ended the highly successful school voucher program in D.C. through a budget deal in his way out. Yeah, exactly, on his way out, yep. Um, if you get anybody you want to follow on Twitter about lockdowns, you want to follow Ivor Cummings. Uh, his, uh, his Twitter is Fat Emperor. Um, so I love it. He, he's gotten more and more uh, based uh, when I say based, he just he just calls them for what they are. He calls it utter totalitarian sociopaths have been have been stopped for now. Hospital revised uh, reverses advice to delay transplants for unvaccinated patients. This was the Irish Times. He lives in Ireland, so yeah, for now, <laughs> like he said, <laughs> someone's created a great meme. I'm gonna have to retweet this. So bomb on a drone. <laughs> You're gonna. You'll see this in my uh, feed. He's... <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but it isn't. And then... Uh, i just keep on going here. A lot of repetitive stuff. I need to get more people to follow, but then my Twitter feed becomes harder and harder to read. So, ooh, I get to see uh, Mr. Corman. So, Teddy Daniels for Congress. He, he's appeared on War Room. Um... Corman is everything that's wrong with the establishment politicians and Republican Party. Amen to that. So, and the Gateway Pundit has uh, put that out, and so it's quite interesting. And that's probably one of the bigger stories. I'm still waiting to hear about Arizona. I haven't seen anything yet, which is kind of telling so far. Which we need that to change. And then, <laughs> so Natalie Harp. Uh, she appears on TV a lot. Uh, I forget where OEN. So yeah, she retweeted uh, tw Twitter. Uh, so Donald Trump trending on Twitter today. Trump was right. <laughs> God, I, I tell you, Trump needs sometimes he needs to just let let things just roll through and not say anything. When he does that, I mean he just he makes the liberals' heads explode. I mean I know why he did that, but. You know, let us let us be the promoter of you. You don't need to promote anything. That's plenty. So yeah, they've already changed the <clears throat> what's happening, the trending. They've gotten rid of the the things. So somebody's gone back through and taken taken down all the Trump is right things. So uh, it's they got it. New trending is exonerated. Of course, the libtards love that. Exonerated the the guy who uh, shot Ashley Babbitt, which is just pathetic alright well we're at about 48 minutes I've done quite a bit um, I give it a couple I'll go through a couple more things I haven't gone through all the articles I didn't do a lot of prep for this I just I'm going going along as we could but we'll play a little music here I know many people out there love music we'll see if I I'm going to play a message in a bottle for now <laughs> 
so hopefully it won't be too loud. So we're, I don't know, we're we're in a we're in a world of hurt as we go forward here if we don't get these people out of office that are tearing our country apart, which is has always been the goal I think with the election audits. I know many there's various degrees of thinking about those audits about getting decertification. It is important if we de- I think the one illegal argument I can see being able to be made is that if you decertify down enough of this uh, election by enough of this election, if you do certify below 270, then that that takes away the left's uh, argument that that uh, Joe Biden is president. Then it opens it up for debate as to how to uh, best address that. Of course, if he's being impeached. And we impeached uh, Kamala Harris too, and I don't think you stop there. And Nancy Pelosi, who's part and partial to this this uh, three three ring circus, if the Republicans actually had any stones, and we didn't have so many that were betrayers, including as John Frederick said, the 19 or so who voted for this stimulus bill, this would be already solved because they would be standing united against this guy. And his policies, and instead of instead of voting for things that are just meant to be hustles for themselves, so I'm curious as to why they would uh, um, why they would go along so easily. Of course, it's money. It's money and power. It's keeping their position. I heard a guy say that a long time ago. That there's plenty there's plenty of Republicans in the Congress. They're glad to be. A, they're glad to be a regional power, and they're glad to. The only thing they want to be uh, a part of is getting money from their military contracts. So this current situation that's going on, I could see them using. Any, the Republicans are trying to exploit it so they can say, "Well, we're the ones who should be handling foreign policy, so put us in office again," because you know they want the neocons just love war. They always have. It's one of the rep- rep- most represent. Uh, this is that's one of the reasons why I didn't vote Republican back in the day because I knew they were. That I, I, I could ascertain that they were pretty much warmongers. The only thing is that the Democrats turned out to be just as much, if not worse, warmongers because they signed up for all this shit too. Because we come to realize that they're they're uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's no there's no real um, what do you call it? Um, there's no middle ground with these two. It's neocons and neolibs. They they share the same worldview, which is globalism, and they don't care about the United States people. They care about their power and they care about keeping people uh, compliant, uh, easily manipulated. That's why they use the media and the social media and now censorship. So we'll move on to an actual argument uh, uh, article here. So Viva Friel, uh, he, him and Robert Barnes have been doing a lot of things together. They're both lawyers. So he tweets, 67% of new COVID cases were unvaccinated. In other words, 33% of new COVID, COVID cases were vaccinated. Framing is everything. And next, I suspect framing to be the unvaccinated infected the vaccinated. So what he's saying is accurate. Is framing is everything. So... Uh, ignoring ignoring the other 33% <laughs> doesn't make you make the this is in Canada too by the way 
Um, and then they, 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 they're just doing this divide and conquer to keep us all fighting amongst ourselves. So, let's see. Oh. oh, The Hill's putting out a stupid article. Of course, that's The Hill. Trump said he single-handedly picked Alabama for Space Command, contradicting Pentagon. Well, why are they even writing about this? Is that even relevant? Of course not. It's the... It's our friendly neighborhood, The Hill, which is a left-wing idiot. <laughs> Ooh, someone put out a... Robbie Starbuck uh, retweeted Project uh, USA uh, talking about Civics Biden's job approval poll. So the only places where Biden has positive approval are all the blue states, of course. So California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois... Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington State. Those are the only places that he has. He's above water, or above. He has more more green than red in those particular areas. And the worst state of the bunch, if I can scroll through, Hawaii. Well, that's Obama's uh, supposed home, but he doesn't. He lives in Massachusetts. Uh, Hawaii's 57-37. So people out in Hawaii are the most delusional. Maryland's pretty delusional. They're 54-37. Of course, it's near Washington, D.C., where all the spending gets done. But looking at the worst now, all the, uh, and then there's uh, Colorado's uh, 46 apiece. So that's, in, that's indicative of something, too. But it's very few states that show Biden has a job approval that's above water. Uh, Oregon's 47-45, so Oregon's coming around probably because of all the anti-fire activity. That's pretty indicative, too. So, let's see, where is he? Let's see, which is close. That was a blue state. Let me, I'm just going through this real quick. So, Arizona, he's minus 10, even though he won the state. He's 42-52 there. Uh, let's see, Georgia, 39-53. There's another state he won. Uh, let's see here, looking through Michigan, he's minus 10, 42-52. Uh, Minnesota, he's 46-47, but he, he supposedly won the state. Don't agree with that. Uh, let's see what else. He's going through Nevada, he's uh, 43-49. Nevada's been kind of quiet on the front of uh, doing analysis there, but I... I remember early on I saw enough analysis to prove that he, that he that Biden got his ass kicked in Nevada too because everything was about Las Vegas and mail-in voting and they weren't uh, uh, somebody um, actually Stephen Crowder sent a team out there to look at look at addresses and found uh, vacant vacant lots where were supposedly where they were supposed to have voted for. Let's see North Carolina. Uh, that was red, but it's minus 11 still, so it's 41.52. That's for Heidi if she's online or listening to me. Uh, who else? Let's see here. Ohio's minus 19. I see a bunch of people. Oh, Christine's uh, messaging me. I thought it was somebody somebody I could talk to right away. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking to the National Pulse uh people that may may have jumped on the broadcast if you're out there hi appreciate it Let's see who else so what's that pennsylvania so pennsylvania was is 42.51 so it's minus nine so that's it you notice that they're all minus nine minus 10 minus 11 of the states that biden barely won 
So I think that's an indicative that uh, he was uh, way too idiot. Uh-oh. Thank you, Christine. Appreciate it. Uh, pro tip, I should listen to people who, who come and chime in. <laughs> sorry. And there's a hissing noise. That hissing noise would be my AC. I'm sorry. So, yeah, should have been listening. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> um... So you should always pay attention to your audience. That's the one thing I didn't uh, learn in broadcast school. Oh, I didn't go to broadcast school. So where are we at now? Okay. Ooh, political pragmatist. I'm going to retweet this. It looks like an analysis of the 2020 uh, Ohio 13th Congressional District. So it was drawn with the working class Democrat strongholds in the northeastern Ohio. So... Tim Ryan easily won it in 2012, but as a rural white county, voters have abandoned Democrats. Uh, Ryan has cratered in much of the district. So, anyway, good analysis. I'm not going to go through it. I apologize out there for the hissing, but uh, I'll clean that up on my repost of this broadcast. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we're at uh, yeah, almost an hour, and um, I think I've gone through enough of the current Twitter feed and what's going on in the world. I hope everybody does okay uh, out there and um, we'll get back to you later. I'll get, play the closing music and I'll shut my mouth for a second and then you can uh, play out to our uh, patriotic music which is important in these times which uh, we've uh, found ourselves in. Our hope should be to uh, hopefully uh, strive to do better in our own lives and make a difference in our own um, situations and become you know, a, a strong advocates for our freedom, our liberties, our independence, and um, we'll go from there. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great evening out there.